All right. Good morning. I'm excited. That was an awesome time of worship. Thank you, Rachel. And um, thank you, Pastor Richard and Pastor Lisa, um, for the opportunity to speak. It's such an honor. I don't take it lightly, and it means the world to me. I'm not going to cry today, so, all right? Um, thank you for pouring into me and my husband and my family. Um, thank you, Mike, for just being the best, for being awesome. Mike is just so supportive and encouraging to me. Um, he inspires me. He's just, he just makes me laugh. He's my best friend. Um, so thank you, babe. Uh, thank you for, to all the mothers here who have always poured into my life. Pastor Maureen, Janie, I love you, Janie, Rosita, and so many more of you who have always poured into my life. I grew up here at the church. I love Victory. Um, it's always been part of who I am. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to pray. The nerves are going to be calm. We're going to be calm in Jesus' name. <laughs> and then we'll get into it. All right? Lord, we thank you. We thank you for today. We thank you for your presence, God. We thank you that we are free in Jesus' name. God, I pray that you will speak through me today. God, that you will calm every nerve, that you will have your way. That We also pray for Pastor Lisa, that you will just speak through her today, cover her, and we thank you for her life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, happy Mother's Day. It's a, de a day to celebrate us. I mean, yeah, celebrate us. <laughs> um, I know my mom's watching, my mother-in-law, my nana, so happy Mother's Day to them. I want to say that on live stream. Um, this was a hard year. This was a tough year with COVID for, for everyone, but thinking of moms specifically, this was a curveball. Um, Virtual everything, Zoom, distance learning, virtual learning, kids home all the time. You know, I'm, I homeschool my kids anyway, but still, I couldn't take them anywhere. So it was just, it was a challenging year. Um, having fear of the virus, but also wanting to not freak your kids out, right? Trying to keep a mask on a three-year-old is very, very hard to do. Very difficult. But God is with us, right? I saw this quote, motherhood is beautiful. It's messy. It's encouraging. It's discouraging. It's challenging. It's rewarding. It's fun. It's hard. It's amazing. It's heartbreaking. But it's worth it. It is so worth it. Our kids are gifts to us. Um, I love being a mom. It's, it's the best. I have two little girls, most of you know, a three personalities. They, I'm sure you've seen them. They're curls bouncing around here in the sanctuary. They, they think they own this place, but um, I love being a mom. Our girls are just amazing, and they are the loves of our lives. But motherhood <laughs> teaches you a lot of things, teaches you patience and a lot of hard lessons. A lot of hard lessons. <laughs> um, one of the things I believe God uses motherhood um, to reveal things that we didn't know were there. I've, I can scream, and I didn't know I could scream so loud until I became a mom. I'm like, who was that? That was me. 
screaming, my goodness. But he brings those things out to heal us and to, you know, make us who we're, we're called to be. So we got this, moms. <laughs> so the title of my message today is From Crooked to Straight. I was reading through the word um, a couple weeks ago, and the story in the book of Luke really touched me in a powerful way. And I knew it was for today. But then, you know, I was thinking of Mother's Day. I'm like, oh, maybe I can preach on this. Maybe I can preach on this. And I had this other idea. And I started stressing myself out. And then it just all came back to this word. It's like, I know, I know. And then God confirmed it this weekend. So I know that this is what I'm supposed to be sharing on today. God has called us to be free. And Pastor Richard said it in his exhortation this morning. He has called us to be free as moms and as people. This is for all of us. He's called us to be free. And if we're not fully free, we're not going to be able to fully walk in the calling that he has placed on our lives. All of us have a specific calling on our lives. And we're going to be reading this story from Luke chapter 13. And it's verse 10 to 17. It's about a woman. And we don't know much about this woman. We don't even know her name. We don't know her past. We just know a little bit. But she was so important to Jesus. And he completely changed her life in a moment. And it's a powerful story. So we're going to read that together. Luke chapter 13, verse 10. Behold, there was a woman who had a disabling spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, There are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, you hypocrites, does not each one of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And as he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. And all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. Such a powerful story about Jesus seeing this woman. So I'm going to just pull three truths that I saw in this story. And we're going to apply it to our lives and then we'll pray together. But the first truth I see in this story is where does this story take place? She put herself in a position to be healed. This took place at church. Oh, this took place in the house of God. This is at the synagogue. If anyone had, I would think it would be this woman, right? She's bent over, literally, like bent like this. She could not even stand. She's like, I got to get to church, right? She made an effort to come to the synagogue to hear the teaching of the word of God. She came for her soul to be taught, and little did she know that her physical body would be touched as well. You never know what's going to happen at church. You never know what God can do. What if, she, what if she decided to stay home this day? What if she woke up and was like, oh, you still can't stand up? 
tired. I'm sure she was in a lot of pain. I can't imagine. Her spine was fused together. Can you imagine what that does to the rest of your body? Can you imagine the pain that this woman was in? But she, I'm going to church. I got to get to church, right? The church has been a constant my whole life. When everything seems out of control, I've been through a lot of stuff. The church is always a constant. I can always know that I can come to the house of God. And it's a good place. It's a good place. You know, I know Jesus can meet us at our home. Because he does, right? I know he can meet us in our car. I love praying in my car. People probably look at me like, who's this crazy lady talking to herself in the car? But I do. I love The car is just a good place because you can think and pray and I know God can meet us there. I also know God can meet us in coffee shops, right? If you know me, if you see me walking at any moment of the day, I always have a coffee. Always got a coffee in my hand. I know Jesus meets me in that cup. Come on. Coffee. Moms, yep. I work at Starbucks too, so that helps. Jesus can meet us in a cup of coffee, but there's nothing like being in the house of God. There's nothing like it. Being with other people who also are expressing their faith and people who are pressing in, people who can just love you and hug you. and It's just the place to be. And God, this is where God moves. My whole life, this is where God has moved and touched me and healed me. And it's just a, the place that we need to be. It's where our healing is found. Um, and my girls love church, you know. It's important for our kids to see that church is important. We're going to church today. Our daughter is in dance, and she's in ballet, and her dance, luckily, it ends right before church on Wednesday, because if it didn't, sorry. Like, it's important to show them. And for Rachel, it's, I'm so excited for children's church, because my daughter, it's going to be her first time in children's church. It's a big deal. I'm super excited for that. It's important. So one of the things I like to do I like to watch like documentaries like on animals and nature and stuff. Does anyone else like? Yeah, Disney Plus has some really good ones. I've watched some of those. So one of the ones I recently watched was Uganda, Wild Uganda. It was really good. Um, so one of the parts, it showed these caves in Uganda. And when you look at the caves, there's some weird like markings in the ceilings. And so just looking at it, you'd be like, that's strange. What could reach that high to make those markings? So then they were studying, and they saw these elephants. I love elephants. Does anyone else? <laughs> They're like gentle giants. They're cute. Anyway, um, they, they were studying these elephants, and when it got really dark, pitch black, these elephants would travel to the caves, the females and the babies and the pregnant ones. They would travel to the caves, and they would use their trunks, pitch black. It's crazy to me. Like, they use their trunks to find their way into the caves. They would use their trunks to get the salt from the top of the caves because that was really good for them nutritionally. And so they would get the salt and eat it. And their kids, too. You know, they would. And then at 1 in the morning, it was like they knew it's time to go. They would get in a line. And they would march out of the caves. And they would do that every night. They passed that through the generations so that the kids knew where to get the good stuff. 
So then the kids did it when they got older and they trained their kids. We need to show our kids where to get the good stuff. This is where we get the good stuff, in the house of God, with good people. Our youth coming to church, coming to youth group. We have such a good time in there with them. We love them, and they have so much fun together. So it's just so important. Puts us in a position to be healed. The second truth I see is that Jesus alone brings deliverance. Jesus alone. Verse 11, she was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. This is not something she could do. She was bound by the enemy. She was bound by this infirmity and this disability, and she could do nothing about it. We cannot bring healing to ourselves. Some of the stuff we're stuck in, we, there's no way out except for Jesus. Just imagine this woman. Imagine her view of the world is this. Like this is her view. Nasty feet. Pastor Lisa, she's so funny when she speaks. On Friday night she was speaking about the woman who was this the issue of blood and desperate for Jesus. She's on the ground that the nasty stuff all like that's that's nasty. That's her view of the world, like right here. Her spine was fused. And I'm sure there were comments from other people. You know how people are. I'm sure she looked, I don't know, like a, a little scary to children. I'm sure. Like that's, it's a different, it's not normal, right, to be bent over. I'm sure she heard comments from people. I'm sure she felt really bad about herself. I'm sure she was depressed and discouraged and losing hope after 18 years. She maybe had the thoughts of, it'll always be this way. Things will never change. I'll never be healed. This is my lot in life. And maybe you have felt that way. Maybe you've been struggling with something for a long time, maybe 18 years, and you just feel like this is never going to change. I'm never going to be free from this. I'm never going to find healing. This is just how I am. That can be a discouraging place to be. It can be hard when we don't see the change, when things just seem to stay the same. But Jesus, I love Jesus. Jesus knew her story, and he knows your story. He said in the scriptures, she didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. He said, she's been bound for 18 long years. He knew how long she suffered. He knew the pain. He knew the prayers that she prayed that no one else heard. He knew the tears. He knew everything. And what he did in the story I love, because a lot, you know, in the scriptures, a lot of times we see people coming to Jesus and asking. Not the story. Jesus saw her and called her to him. I love that. I love that. Because she, maybe she wanted to. Like, this is my chance. This is my... He called her before she even said a word. Jesus knows our needs before we even tell him. Jesus had compassion for this woman, and he had the authority to set her free. We can be bent over under the weight of sin or oppression, 
and we need him to lift us up. Psalm 146, verse 7 and 8 says, talking about God, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoner free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. He is the author of liberty. He wants to lift us up out of the mess that we're in, that we find ourselves. He wants to loose the chains that hold us captive. He wants to set our minds free from the bondages and the, the thoughts that we have. He knows them. He knows. He knows your story. He has amazing things for us, but when we're bowed down and bound up, we aren't able to live in that abundant life that could be ours. And he wants to raise us to new life, to new joy, to new hope, to freedom. Psalm 145.14, the Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. When we are set free, when we can walk in freedom, it affects all those around us. It affects our husbands and our wives. It affects our children. It affects our coworkers and our friends. It affects our whole life. It changes our whole lives when we're set free. Another thing that I love about the story is Jesus could have healed her from a distance. He could have said, you, you're healed. Done. That's what he can do, right? He's Jesus. Healed. Boom. He did not do that. He called her to himself, and he touched her. I love that. Like, I'm sure other people were, like, staying away from her. But he wanted her to know that she's important to him. And he wanted to touch her, touch her life. You are important to Jesus. You matter, just like this woman mattered. And he wants to touch your life as well and set you free. The third truth I see is that not everyone will be excited about your miracle. Not everyone's going to be jumping up and down. It's your miracle. That's okay. That is okay. In verse 14, the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, there are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, not on the Sabbath. This is the synagogue ruler. This is the dude. This is like a church worker. What? You would think this guy would be super excited about what just happened, right? A miracle just happened in his church. Crazy. Unbelievable miracle. Instead, he told them, come on another day to be healed. He didn't care about this woman. He didn't care about the people. And what he did was he made the miracles of God just common. He just made the things of God another thing. Jesus did an unbelievable miracle. 18 years, she's bent over, and all of a sudden, she's standing straight. That's amazing. That's amazing. Imagine if that happened right here. And then someone said, oh, you shouldn't have done that today. Are you kidding me? This should be a celebration, what just happened. But... That's people. 
He made the miracles of God just common. It's sad. He missed out on an amazing moment because of legalism and a hard heart. He was thinking about the laws and the rules and things the way things should be done. And he missed out on an amazing moment. We can get so focused on rules and laws and regulations and we miss out on God's touch right in front of us. Pastor Lisa spoke on Friday night, like I said, about the woman with the issue of blood. And she said, Jesus doesn't care about protocol. Jesus doesn't care about that stuff. He, he cares about people and touching people and delivering people and setting people free. That's his heart. Jesus said to the dude, why can you loose your animals to get water? But I can't loose this woman. It's the same word. How come we can untie the animal to go get water? But I can't loose this woman. Same word, loose, set free, and untie. So you can get that picture. Why can't I set this woman free who's suffering, who's a daughter of Abraham? It's just crazy. We care about these animals, but this woman is suffering. But because it's the Sabbath, you know what? Not everyone's going to be excited about your miracle. But God's kingdom is going to advance whether people are on board or not. Jesus didn't stop healing because people were upset. He didn't let that affect. God's kingdom is going forward. You know, our culture is trying to push, push Jesus out. They're trying to shut Jesus out and stop his kingdom. And Jesus' kingdom is moving forward either way. God is still moving. He's still delivering people. He's still healing people, whether the culture is on board or not, right? So one thing, this is like a side note. I wanted to add this in, talking about people who are excited about your walk with God and your miracle. I want to talk to the young people right now. Um, wait for someone who's excited about, God, about your walk with God. So this is so important. You're looking to date. You're looking to find your person, right? Wait on God for someone who's so excited for the things of God in your life. So I'm going to talk about you, my mic, for a minute. This guy, like, so recently I got to go on a, a little trip by myself for a couple days. Um... I got to spend some time with a pastor and learn and grow, and I just went. It was an amazing time, but I only could do that because he, number one, pushed for me to do it, set everything up, so I, my hotel, my everything. He set it all up. I didn't have to do a thing except go. He homeschooled two little girls, did the whole thing. He learned how to braid hair, YouTube. He's like learning how to. He did it. He did it because he loves me and he believes in the work of God in my life. You need to find someone who's excited. You know, he was so excited for today. He's like, I can't wait to hear you. I can't wait. He couldn't wait for women of Judah. He's so excited. And he's not even, it's, it's me. He's excited for me. So wait for that person who, who is excited for the things of God in your life young people. All right, that was a side note. Mm. All right, so, so the three truths I saw, she put herself in a position to be healed. Get to church. Get to church. It's important. Number two, Jesus alone brings deliverance. We can't get ourselves out of our mess. We can't set ourselves free. 
it has to be Jesus alone. And number three, not everyone will be excited about your miracle, but that's okay. People here will be, will be excited about your miracle. We'll stand with you. We'll be excited. So in conclusion, I just wanted to share a powerful scripture, Isaiah 61.1, and this scripture was quoted by Jesus when he was ministering. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. So powerful. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to set us free. He came to set, set us free from the bondages. He loves us so much that he died to give us freedom. You may feel stuck or just sick of the sin that you're in. You may be in a place of anxiety or depression, especially these days. There's so much stuff going on. And I'm sure anxiety is like on a high and depression and mental issues and fear. Fear is a big one. We can be bound by fear. It stops us from doing what God has called us to do. You do not have to stay in that place of loneliness and isolation. That was another hard part of this year. A lot of isolation, a lot of loneliness, a lot of time away from people. And that's hard. It's hard. You know, women and moms, we are supposed to do this together. We're supposed to do this together. One more story about the animals. I was watching another one. It might have been the same one. <laughs> um, it's about these bison. And bison are huge, right? But these lions were around. And they, they saw this bison and a baby bison. So the lion was, like, trying to get the baby bison. So if the bison is like away from their herd then that's when the lion was like trying to get the baby oh my goodness the mother bison was fighting for the baby fighting lions for her baby the lion kept trying all the mother bison wanted to do was get back to the herd so eventually she kept the lions back from her baby oh my gosh it was so traumatic I'm like Abby I don't think you should be watching this right now my three-year-old it's traumatic little baby bison but and then eventually the mother bison got back to the herd. And you know what happened when she got back to the herd? The lions were scared off by bison. That's crazy. Big, huge, scary lions. When we are with our herd, the enemy is pushed back. We need each other. We need to be, especially, especially moms, we need each other. We're not supposed to be doing this alone. And so Jesus wants to bring freedom to you today.